and that's uh, including LaRusso getting to go back to Okinawa, mm. which will be a piece of uh, season three, which will be oh. cool. Hey guys, this is Ralph Macchio. Hey, what's up y'all? This is William Zabka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And I'm Tom. And I am Brianna. And that's right. All three of us are on this bonus episode. Uh, if you clicked play, you probably read the title, LaRusso Going Back to Okinawa. So here we are. We're going to talk about some of our, uh, I don't know if you want to call them ideas, possible theories. We're just going to kick around some ideas of what we think, why Daniel's going there, and what could possibly happen. Um... Tom, you were on the last episode. Let's start with Brianna real quick. Brianna, are you excited about the, this news? No, not at all. Not the slightest. This mm-hmm. is not... You know, Karate Kid 2 is not my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Today must be backwards day. Right. I <laughs> I give absolutely zero shits. No, absolutely. All the shits. I want to see Daniel go back to Okinawa. I am beyond excited for this. Yeah. So for for those that uh, maybe, you know, if this is new news to you, uh, we mentioned it in a previous episode, Tom and I, when we did the Q&A uh, that John Hurwitz does on Twitter, uh, Ralph Macho at San Diego Comic-Con dropped a little tease that, yeah, LaRusso is going back to Okinawa, and that's the extent of it. And since then, everyone's been speculating, uh, wishing certain characters would be back, certain love interests, uh, things of that nature. Uh, Tom, you've had some time to process it now. Have you given any more thought to it on a, I don't know, excitement scale, where are you at with LaRusso going back to Okinawa? I have to admit, I the Karate Kid 2 is not my favorite movie, uh, in all seriousness. I, I would say it's maybe second highest in my ranking of the films, but there's a big drop-off for me from that first one to that second one. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I'm actually really kind of impressed that they are embracing the series as a whole and bringing more and more of it into the uh, continuity for Cobra Kai. I, I mean, they could have easily stuck with the formula that they had for the first two seasons where they were concentrating on characters from that first movie, but they're really, really kind of stretching their wings with this. I'm impressed. So I do have a question for the both of you. Is it safe to say, or assume rather, that the big three has already had an idea uh, worked out the details how LaRusso will get to Okinawa and what will be going on there. Uh, for myself personally, I think him finding his book laying on Robbie's bed was much more, and I, I've always thought this, I thought it was much more about Daniel remembering where he came from than it was about realizing that Robbie was in the same place he had been. Mm-hmm. So that to me was always like a harbinger of this is Daniel. Okay, but You know, him finding that book there. Yeah, but do you think that the big three already has like the the story and the ideas and maybe some dialogue in play for when he does go to Okinawa? Oh, absolutely. At this point, uh, they said at Comic Con that they're what writing the ninth episode right now. Okay, writing the ninth or tenth episode. So yeah, they've already got it. Awesome. So that's not something um, I heard, and so basically the reason I brought that up is because anything we discuss today is pure speculation. Uh, we haven't heard anything. Obviously, the news itself was 
I, I'm going to admit, I was shocked. I was just like, really? Okinawa? Okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, we're not writers. We don't contribute to the show in any way. So anything we say, pure speculation. Um, do we want to throw out any other disclaimers? Like, you know, we're not writers. So we're, um, I know some of the things I bring up, I'm not looking at how is this going to work in season three or anything like that. They're just an idea, right? We're going to have fun with this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think we've ever claimed to be anybody on the inside. We're just fans like anybody else who's listening to this. Yeah, because I don't want anybody reaching out to us and go, well, you said this, but how would it work because of X, Y, and Z? We're not here to talk about that. We're just talking about some other possibilities uh, as to why he's going and what could happen in Okinawa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean I I've 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 put that disclaimer out there multiple times. I have zero to do with the show. The words that come out of my mouth mean absolutely nothing. Right. Um okay, so let's talk about some of the characters from uh Karate Kid Part 2 that was in Okinawa when Daniel and Mr. Miyagi went. Um no longer with us is uh Danny uh Kamikona, uh, who played Sato. He has passed away. Nobu McCarthy, who played Yukie, she, uh, the actress, has also passed away. So of the ones that were notable, um, Tamlin Tamita, who played Kumiko, also Yuji Okamoto as Chosen, those two are still around and are still doing things. Um, Tamlin is in Vancouver, BC, as I understand it. Uh, she's on The Good Doctor, that show. And Yuji Okamoto uh, has a couple restaurants up in the Seattle area and is still kind of doing some acting here and there. Uh, matter of fact, this summer, he will be filming uh, a project that he's producing as well, uh, The Paper Tigers. Yeah, I, I, I would be very interested in seeing both of them back, mm-hmm. either of them back. A random Japanese person on the street in Naha City number three can come back, and I'll be happy. Do you think it's... Uh, what about B.D. Wong, his character? Is there any possibilities there? I love him and I, I, I love the part that he plays, but it was, I mean, he had zero impact on anyone's lives other than setting up the fight, you know? Okay. Some smaller characters. What about Toshio and Taro, uh, who were Chosen's cronies? Tom, do you have anything on them? Cause I do. I do not. I have to admit, I don't know a lot about the minutia of this movie. I think, uh, okay. the, La- well, the- I know the last time I saw this movie was when I reviewed it with Peter. Prior to that, it'd probably been 20 years since I'd seen it. I do have a wish list for Toshio and Taro. And I want them to be... I want them to still be bad. And I want Chosen to not be. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool. I would I would have... Um, I would be very, very happy to see them come back as the heavies in Okinawa and like chosen be trying to drag them out of it or have completely just given up on them at this point. It's been 34 years, you know. It would make mm. sense. It would also kind of uh, be a mirror of the way Sato turned out, where he was the main heavy and then he realized the error of his ways. No reason why chosen can do the same thing. Right. And plus, it's the flip side of the OG Cobras, where Tommy and Bobby and Jimmy are all good men, yeah. despite Crease. But if Toshio, if Toshio and Taro stayed bad men, despite Crease becoming, or despite Sato becoming a good one, it would be like a mirror image 
of them. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tom, do you think Chosen will be back? Yes. Either he will be mentioned in the background if, you know, not in an actual appearance. I, I think that's uh, at the very least. I think he will get a mention. Mm-hmm. I think he had damn well better be. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, we saw him in the flashback uh, in episode, ooh, I forget the episode, but in, in season two, we did see him in a flashback, right? The, the icebreak scene. I would imagine he'd have to get uh, a flashback. I'm not completely sold on Chosen being back, though, for season three. Well, my thing is, even uh, back to the scene with Kyler and Daniel and the, mm-hmm. the fish stick scene. Um, right, the knife. And he said that he, which, first of all, let me point out that that knife that he has is not a butterfly knife. That is not Chosen's knife. It drives me nuts that people say that that is Chosen's knife. It absolutely is not. Chosen had a butterfly knife. Anyway, um, he says that he picked that up on his first trip to Okinawa, which implies that he has been back since then. Correct. But mm-hmm. why would Daniel go back to Okinawa if Chosen still wants to kill him? Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe um, he lost but, his know, wallet and he looked everywhere else. <laughs> You, were, I, you know what, Tom? I think you were onto something. So he went back as a 17-year-old kid just to get his wallet back. Hey, Pretty much. If, it, if you've lost a wallet, you know exactly the lengths you'll go to. It's got all his stuff in there. It's got his credit cards, his license. It's got his, you know, what little What 17-year-old pictures. kid in 1985 has a credit card? Oh, I, I remember hearing about it. <laughs> Would it be uh, considered a karate card? Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. There you go. Nailed it. Um, now, Rihanna, I actually told you this idea. Uh, again, we have nothing to base on. Um, I said, what if Daniel is going back because the girl, uh, the girl bell ringer, right? Tracy Taguchi. Yes. Uh, what if she was getting married and invited Daniel to her wedding? I love that idea. I absolutely adore that idea that, that he has stayed in touch with I would with like her. that, yeah. Yeah, Daniel saved her, and they have remained close. Uh, however, often he's gone back to Okinawa, he always pays a visit. I can actually see him doing that with her too. That he feels yeah. because, uh, like the the little prince, right? You save someone's life, you're responsible for them for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. He saved her life. He's responsible for her for the rest of her life. And and um, also, if chosen doesn't appear in season three there's your dialogue there's your backstory or whatever we can hear it from her she can tell us what has happened you know if it comes up if chosen is in prison <laughs> i'm gonna have a big issue is, is there an okinawan uh, lompoc <laughs> now here's my big question this reveal really does not fit the mo of this production because think about this time last year did we know anything about season two other than no. there was going to be a season two so how much do you think okinawa is going to play a part in this next season i, I mean I'm, i can't help but wonder if this isn't a red herring where they're telling us this to kind of get us to focus all of our attention and then when season three comes they're going to blindside us with things that we didn't even think about Oh, I think that's very possible. I mean, they're they're very creative and they continue to surprise us. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel actually does not go back to Okinawa, but it's actually flashbacks of these previous visits. Well, I would I would kind of 
first of all, I'm going to throw out there that the three of them are absolutely brilliant and they always keep us guessing. We never know what's coming, even when we're in the midst of watching it coming. I mean, did anyone know that that school fight was coming until we were in the middle of it? But in follow-up interviews, they said that this would not be a minor plot point. They said that it would not be just a few scenes in one episode. It would not just be one episode, but it also would not be the entire season. So I'm kind of thinking at the moment, one way or the other, whether literal or figurative, Daniel is going to be in Okinawa for, you know, two, three, possibly four episodes. I think this is going to be a big thing for him. Wow. See, so, and this is where it gets more difficult because this is, again, pure speculation, but we know LaRusso is going back. Daniel, who else is going with him? Cousin Louie. No. Oh, this, okay. is all yeah, a move. Some... this is all a part of his move for aggressively expanding LaRusso Auto Group. <laughs> I, my, love, club. I love Brett Ernst, but fuck Louie. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> um, that's kind of the, 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 the Tumblr battle cry is fuck Louie, you know. Um, who's going with him? I don't know. I see a lot of people speculating that Robbie is. Right. People are even speculating that Robbie's fleeing to o- Okinawa and Daniel's going to go retrieve him. Like, okay. Right, um. which I didn't entirely buy. Uh, uh, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief for a 16-year-old getting on an airplane I was gonna say, how is with he gonna a 60-year-old man in 1984. Um, uh, how's a 16-year-old with zero money going to get to Okinawa by himself in 2019. Right. Well, not to mention, he probably has at least a couple of warrants out for him at this point. At the very least, person of interest, yes. Yeah. Y- yes. So we, so we have that going, but also Okinawa is very specific. So what, Robbie picked up that book in season two and decides that that's where he's going to go? I could see Daniel taking Robbie with him. Or wanting to take Robbie with him because he obviously knows after having found his book on Robbie's bed, he knows that Robbie is interested and is in the same place that Daniel was at the same age. But tell me that Johnny is going to let Daniel take his son out of the country. Right. You know, he is a minor, so... He's had plenty of opportunities to try and be a father to him throughout this series, and he hasn't really embraced him. I could see him not knowing that he's leaving the continent well easily i mean you know uh brianna you mentioned it you know this is where we would have to suspend some disbelief Mm -hmm. um daniel is currently the guardian of uh of robbie but i don't know if it's anything legal because robbie i don't i'm I'm assuming he doesn't have a passport he has to be at this point shannon has to have granted has to have granted legal guardianship to daniel and amanda which means she has sole custody of Robbie. Johnny has visitation right. rights, maybe. Because she brings mm-hmm. Johnny up as an afterthought that you could stay with your dad. But Daniel and Amanda registered him for school. And as a parent, I can tell you the amount of paperwork that you have to do to prove that you have custody of that child you're registering, they are his legal guardians. Mm-hmm. But okay. I also kind of see like the comment that I made last night on the pod group was you know in the one interview the big three had asked you know are they going to fall down a hole or are they going to come out roaring 
And my answer was that Daniel would fall and Johnny would roar. I could also see Johnny letting Daniel take Robbie to Okinawa in an effort to save both of them. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because we do have to remember at the um, at the end of season two, Johnny has, you know, uh, disassociated himself with Cobra Kai. Johnny so, has walked away from everything. Right. So this is going to be very interesting, like this whole Okinawa thing. What's going on with Johnny? Well, and then they also say that they're going to delve into the origins of Cobra Kai. Um, and and Miyagi-Do. Right. And I, I forget the name. Miyagi-Do is Goju Ryu. Uh, Cobra Kai is Tang Sundo. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I, I'm not even sure about those, to be honest it's with you. A, it's, yeah, a, it's a Korean form. So Yes, I, I believe... Sorry. You, uh, no, I was just going to say um, that sounds correct because when I you know, went to go meet Yuji Okamoto and have lunch with him, he kind of talked a little bit about the, the, you know, the different dojos and their style. And I remember him saying something about uh, Cobra Kai and Korean. So I don't know if he's a Taekwondo, but it is kind of right, – I don't which know makes if base sense. is the right word, but yeah. It, it, it makes sense that that would be Korean – with um crease being a um a veteran of the wars in southeast asia mm. you know that that the korean influence or the the vietnam war because we had a presence in korea during the vietnam war i kind of like the idea of daniel and johnny taking what they believe are completely disparate paths digging up their past and then ending up in the same place yeah obviously we would love that of course we would love that. That's the whole reason I watched the show is mm-hmm. to see these two bumble their way into each other every chance they get. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine Johnny in Okinawa? No. <laughs> no. I really, I really could not. He would be, like, constantly uh, talk about your casual racism. I mean, he would mm. be—he would be horrible in Okinawa. Actually, it might be interesting to see him experience casual racism. Hmm. Have, oh, directed uh, the toward roles reversed him? on him. Yeah, exactly. That'd be interesting. Now, Tom, do you have any um, other ideas as to why Daniel might be going to Okinawa, or um, maybe a re- something you'd like to see happen while he's there? It could be uh, he's settling some, you know, maybe uh, family business on behalf of Mr. Miyagi. I, I could see that being a possibility. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that does bring the Miyagi family into the storyline. Exactly. Uh, but honestly, I'm just really wondering what, like I said, I, I'm just really impressed that they're bringing everything, uh, th- they're really spreading out. I, I haven't really had a... I've been uh, really busy this week. I do apologize. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to really, really delve too deep into this. Okay. Yeah. That's, no, that's fine. Uh, Brianna, what about you? Oh, gosh. You really want me to start? Because I've yes. got a ton. Mm-hmm. Starting with the fact that this is obviously not only my favorite of the Karate Kid movies, this is my favorite movie of all time. The Karate Kid Part 2, to be is... The absolute top, top, top list. You ask me what movie I take to a desert island with me? It's this one. Okay? Mm-hmm. I can see so many possibilities for reasons for Daniel to go back. 
ones that I could see ending positively, but also still being angsty. Sato's funeral. Mm, right. Uh, to where they have Sato having just passed and Daniel going back. That gives him a, first of all, it brings Chosen right back in because of course Chosen is going to be at his uncle's funeral. It gives Daniel and Chosen a connection. Both of them having lost their fathers and, you know, dealing with this whole thing. Second of all, seventh anniversary of Mr. Miyagi's death on, in November of 2018. Seventh anniversary of a death in Japanese culture is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could be something that I could see Daniel potentially going back to Okinawa for. Um, just to, you know, kind of soak himself in the essence of Mr. Miyagi. Right. Other theories that I don't really buy into, Robbie took off to Okinawa and Daniel follows him. I think that is complete nonsense. I don't see any way possible for a 16-year-old kid to get on an airplane and hop to another country in 2018. But Daniel running from a failing marriage, a collapsing dojo, a severely injured daughter... The thought of him running to Okinawa because he's afraid of what his life is becoming, I don't want to see it, but at the same time would be absolutely completely drawn into it. Yeah, I I like that a lot. And even if the marriage isn't failing, like maybe they're on the cusp of getting it back together, um, this little break and Daniel going back to Okinawa, I think Amanda would completely understand you know, uh, the reason that the big three wrote uh, Mr. Miyagi passing away, you know, um, uh, longer than Pat Morita did was so that way Mr. Miyagi could have been in Sam and Amanda's life. So, right. So Amanda she's, was a, she, yeah, yeah, she's it, 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 Mr. Miyagi. I truly, truly believe. And this is in my head and this is here and it will never go away until they say it's not. Sam called Mr. Miyagi OG in my head. Or she called him Oji-san. She called him Ji-san. She called him Grandpa. And that is in my head, and that will never go away until they tell me she didn't. Right. So I, I think that she would understand him going. But I also will say at the same point, first of all, if Daniel and Amanda don't make it, I'm going to just completely fall apart. And if he kisses Kumiko, as much as I love Daniel LaRusso and have for the past 35 years, if he kisses Kumiko, I will punch him in the nose. <laughs> you wouldn't honk it, is, oh, what, is what you're saying. No, I will punch him in the nose. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we didn't even uh, bring that up. The fact that, you know, Tamu Tamita is in Vancouver, BC. Uh, we don't know where they will be shooting, like what, you know, where Okinawa is going to be for them. Whether Hopefully it's- not Vancouver. Just hopefully not Vancouver. Yeah, no idea. If it is, it's easier for Tamlin to get there. True, but that's like one of one of the um, Stargate was shot in Vancouver, and they never oh. really tried any tropical environments in Vancouver because you can't really do tropical environments in Vancouver. Okay. Yeah, that would be interesting though if they brought Kumiko in. Because I, I think, you know, your your in to Miyagi and Sato is is chosen. You know, I think that, that makes sense. Kumiko, it would I, I feel if she showed up it would be kind of fan service and they kinda of had a mutual breakup. Right. And it was it was not something that they didn't understand. I mean she had a choice uh 
between follow this guy she had just met back to a country she'd never been to or go do what she had always wanted to do with her life. Right. I'd have chosen dancing in Tokyo, too, even as cute as Daniel is in the second movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, a, you know, a summer fling and they were still young. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that he loved Kumiko on a deeper level than he did Allie just because he was older, but he was still just 16. Yeah, and they had that, you know, the tea, uh, tea ceremony there. That's why that was special to him. Right, which was on a much deeper level of connection. Yeah, because we, we obviously don't know where Kumiko is uh, in her life. She could be happily married. I don't know why. And again, this is why I'm not a writer, but I, I don't know why Daniel would not disrupt that. But why get involved? Why reach out to her? Let her live her life with her family, because I think that would complicate things should he seek her out. Right. So here we are 34 years later. She's potentially got a husband. She's potentially got children. She's potentially got a dance career. She hasn't seen Daniel since she was 16 years old. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe she has. Maybe they've stayed friends or whatever. But she has a life. And so does he. And he has a wife. And he has two kids. And he has a business. And I think it's natural to hold on to those feelings from your first real love. Which Mm -hmm. I I do think he loved Allie. But I don't think... Ali meant as much to Daniel as she does to Johnny. I think right. that Daniel's first real true love was Kumiko. And true it's love? Okay, I'll natural. go with you on that. Okay. Yeah, it, it's natural to hold on to that. And he's always going to have this little part of him that is in love with her. But the vast majority of him worships his wife. And you can see it in his face and you can hear it in his voice. And he knows Amanda is the one he is supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all jokes about karate soap opera aside, if they try to go that way with him, you know, being drawn back to Kumiko the way Johnny keeps drawing, being drawn back to Allie, not only would it be, you know, the young and the restless in days of our dojos all of a sudden, it would also be ridiculously out of character because Daniel is nothing but devoted to the person he is with at the time. Right. And he has had 20 years with Amanda. He's not going to throw that away for the three months he had with Kumiko when he was 16. No, I, I agree. But and, and if the if that, something like that were to happen, I think that complicates the storyline. We don't know what um, the time frame is going to be for season three, you know, where season two was a cruel summer. Um Season three could be longer. It could be. I hope season three isn't just about like Okinawa and you know the the setup for that. I, I think no, there's going to no. be. They've got too yeah. many loose ends from season two to make everything about Okinawa. They've got Miguel's recovery. Yeah. They've got where the hell is Robbie? They've got what is going on with Crease? They've got uh, Sam's broken ribs. Uh, um, Amanda's collapsing marriage. Daniel's collapsing life on his head. His relationship with Carmen. Uh, Johnny's relationship with Carmen, uh, both of which this marriage and this relationship they need to fix and they just need to fix right now. Like I said, also on the pod last night, Daniel, you know, thought he had everything under control and he didn't just lose control. He took a nosedive off a 10, you know, 10 story high wire that he didn't even know he was walking on. Mm -hmm. Everything is gone. 
And Johnny is in the same place. Everything is gone. He lost his girlfriend. He lost his surrogate son. He lost his real son. He lost his dojo. Daniel's losing his wife, his daughter, his students, everything. They're both starting from nothing. Yeah, I'm thinking back to like when, and so when season two, when we were anticipating it, we got that big teaser. We saw all these scenes and clips and we're like, you know, holy shit, this is going to happen. I was so surprised that most of that stuff was from the first two episodes. You know, like I thought we were seeing a glimpse of the entire season. So we can get something like that where they, uh, so basically what I'm getting at is like they can cover a lot of ground in just a few episodes. Oh, oh yeah. they really I mean, it, can. It just goes to their reputation for producing such densely packed episodes. Mm-hmm. And one thing that has me very, very excited is I'm pretty sure it was Hurwitz that said that they are talking to Okinawans about yes. this and Locals, how to do yeah. this. They're they're talking where to film it, how to write it. You know, they're actually asking for input from people whose lives this is. Mm-hmm. And that. Tracy Taguchi is also Okinawan. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is phenomenal. I think that is amazing. As as far as, you know, uh, your typical kind of criticisms aimed at television writing these days, I think that these are three white guys who are very aware that they are three white guys. And oh, I would say so. Absolutely. They're looking for input from people who aren't. And I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Ditto. Um, yeah, when he said that, I was like, holy shit, you know, now now where are they going to film Okinawa is like the big question. Um, well, my hope would be that they would film it in the same village in Hawaii that they did the last time, not necessarily to discount Okinawa and the actual Tomi village that may or may not exist off of Kadena Air Base, but just so that we will recognize and connect with the topography because that's where we were for two hours in 1986. Yeah. And, you know, it's been over three decades. It's very easy to pick a, um, like a small area in many different states and kind of set it, dress it up as. The, the the village and then kind of do what they did with golf and stuff, you know, use kind of recycled footage from the previous movie to kind of uh, show us like, oh, okay, you know, we're still in that same village. They could do that. But Billy has also, I have heard him at different conventions kind of tease Ralph about the, the second Karate Kid and the you went to Hawaii and you didn't even take me. So um I would very much like to see Billy get a chance to go to Hawaii and film. I don't know what Johnny would be doing in Okinawa, but put them on a plane together. I'm happy. You let these two do anything together, and I'm happy. Oh, for them to be forced to sit on a flight together that many hours? <laughs> oh, my gosh. The <laughs> oh, conversation. That would just be awkward. <laughs> there would, the minibar would be completely decimated by the time they landed. <laughs> That would be great. Do you think uh, maybe Johnny would be sitting in coach and then you got Daniel in first class? No way. Daniel buys Johnny's ticket. If they go together, Daniel buys Johnny's ticket. Right. Just out of spite, Mm. if nothing else. (laughs) See what you've been missing for the last 30 years. (laughs) Johnny would somehow sneak into first class and take Daniel's seat before he sits down. Some some hijinks there. Oh my god, those those two on a twelve hour flight would just it, it, there's the whole season for me. Put Johnny and Daniel on an airplane, 
and not let them get away from each other. So I really do like the whole um, Sato funeral thing. I feel Yukie will probably be addressed, you know, for how much she meant to Mr. Miyagi. Right. And the fact that she held herself basically, not basically, uh, literally in chastity. She waited for, for him. 50 years waiting for him to come home. It could be also, you know, possibly her funeral. But would Chosen appear there? Probably not. Uh, there is there is an issue there. Um, a lot of people have said that they would like to see Chosen and Kumiko married, which I would not have a problem with seeing them friendly toward each other. But as far as married goes, or in a relationship with each other goes, first of all, Kumiko makes it very, very clear in her dialogue with Daniel throughout the second movie, she has hated Chosen pretty well since the day they were born. Mm. Ever since we were children, he has always been the same. She has never liked him. And then he held a knife to her throat to lure her boyfriend into a fight to the death. That is well, not I mean, someone. Also smacked her. Right, right. And, and yeah. And it, it, he held knife to her throat. He smacked her. He knocked her out cold. All because he hated her boyfriend. Okay. So that's not someone you turn around and marry. Right. That's a good point. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. I would not have a problem with seeing them friendly with each other. I would have zero issue with seeing as much as I do not want to see Crease ever redeemed because I have the serious, serious issue of redeeming child abusers. I don't think it should be done. I don't think it can be done because I think child abuse is one of those severely unforgivable things, period, right? Chosen was a child. He was 17. So everything that went on between him and Daniel is a lot of the same things that went on between Johnny and Daniel. And if Johnny is redeemable, so is Chosen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And at their heart and in their mind and in the way they've been trained and the way they've been raised and the fathers that they had, Chosen and Daniel are damn well brothers. Yeah. Uh, I, w I would think at this point, Chosen is probably you know, more on the good side for Sato to, to change, you know, as quick as he did. I can't imagine Sato leaving Chosen to be, you know, lost on his own. Um, because we, we don't know anything about Chosen's parents in our review of Credit Part 2. I did question where are his parents? Why is, uh, Uncle Sato, you know, is taking care of him? I'm assuming is like his sister's kid because he's Taguchi, not Sato. Um, unless, you know, you subscribe to Sato being his first name. I kind of lean towards Sato being his last name, just because mm -hmm. that's what uh, Mr. Miyagi calls him, and then Daniel calls him Mr. Sato. So I, right. I, I I lean to that being the family name. And I've always thought that Chosen was his sister's son, too. I think Chosen's yeah. parents are dead. I think that yeah. Kimiko's parents are dead. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, I again, since if Chosen's parents have died and Sato has taken him under his wing to take care of him. I can't imagine him 
allowing him to be lost after the events of uh, Karate Kid Part 2. Right. And the you are dead to me, that was in that moment. That was because... Heat of the moment. You're, yes. These two people came and saved me. One of them is still out there saving someone else from this village. And you're refusing to help him just because you have this grudge against him for whatever reason. You're refusing to help this little girl. Yeah, as as some way, I feel Chosen has found his way, and maybe Sato spoke to him. He's like, okay, I know you're 17, but A, B, C, get your shit together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and Chosen, I think, would have fallen back into, particularly um, through Sato, the Miyagi-Do training and, and digging into the origins of it and where did I come from, getting into the spirituality of exactly what Goju Ryu is, because it, as someone who has I, I barely scratched the surface of this researching for fan fiction, this is some incredibly deep philosophical basis for mm-hmm. Goju Ryu. It is not just kicking ass, you know? Right. That's, that is the patch that uh, Chosen has on his gi as well in that one dojo scene where he The, the close fist, yeah. Yes, yep. So I did learn that. Um, and, and there's a lot of poetry and a lot of, um, you know, different tenets and things like that of Goju Ryu that if Chosen dug into these to redeem himself, then him reaching out and helping Daniel do the same thing. Uh, fangirl moment from hell. Oh, yes. fanboy too. <laughs> yes, have chosen show Daniel the way. Yeah. And I I I love it. Yeah, I think you know, you keep the essence of Miyagi within Chosen. You know, you bring his character, you know, from the second credit kid into into the show. I don't know if he continues to be on the show, but I like the idea of him helping Daniel find his balance. And then there was the thing that I said on Twitter the other day um that I didn't really extrapolate on because I was actually saving the theory for this because you had told me we were going to be recording this. Mm -hmm. And I had mentioned that I think that when Daniel gets to Okinawa one way or the other, he needs his ass kicked and it needs (laughs) to be bad. And the reason I think that is, first of all, Mr. Miyagi had the line about, you know, when he said he, he was afraid of fighting, that he hated fighting And Daniel was like, yeah, but you know karate. And Mr. Miyagi said, someone always knows more. Daniel cannot be unbeatable. As much as I love Daniel, he cannot be unbeatable. He is not Mr. Miyagi. That is the point. He is Daniel Mm -hmm. LaRusso. He is not Nariyoshi Miyagi, right? Mm -hmm. So send him to Okinawa. Have him run into someone who does know more. Kick his ass seven ways from Sunday and have Chosen save him. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Because that is instant redemption for Chosen, first of all. It brings Chosen into the story in a very, very immediate way. And it averts the white savior trope that Karate Mm -hmm. Kid Part 2 skirted around by the hair of its teeth in a major, major way. The only way Karate Kid avoided it, the, 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 the Karate Kid Part 2, the only way it avoided it, if it avoided it at all, speaking as a non-Asian person, if it avoided it, it was only because Chosen's main threat was against Daniel, not Kumiko. But 
having chosen threaten Kumiko and Daniel save her? Yeah. You're pushing the white savior about as far as it can possibly go. Mm-hmm. Plus, Daniel has been a damsel in distress since 1984. <laughs> Let's send him back to that once. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and let Chosen be the one to pull him back out. And I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Oh, that's great. I love it. Yeah. Very curious to see what they have up their sleeve. I wonder if anything we discuss is close to anything that they have going on. Probably not. Um, probably not. But <laughs> it's still fun, fun to speculate. It's absolutely. very fun to speculate. And this has this has done nothing but fuel my imagination for the last week. You know, it. It, it kind of reminded me of, like, Brianna, when you and I uh, dissected that very first teaser, mm-hmm. right? And I discussed that that one scene of uh, Kreese in the backyard of, you know, Miyagi-Do. And I go, oh, man, that shot of him holding the cigar looks like he's going to put that out on one of the plants. And you were right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, holy, holy cow, I got one. You know, so I wonder if we got something here. I don't think I got anything in that episode. I'm still holding true to my uh, theory on the wallet. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Wallet f- wallet for Tom. That he's going back for the wallet he misplaced in 1985. Hey, it was his favorite wallet. <laughs> okay. I will buy that. They have done this in season two, uh, specifically the opening of episode six. Do you think we could possibly see a body double for a previous character in a flashback again? Wouldn't surprise me if we see the same body double for Miyagi. Mm-hmm. I would be 100% into seeing Daniel by himself or Daniel and Chosen digging into their shared past and being accompanied by flashbacks of Mr. Miyagi and Sato as children. I like that. Because now you're not concerned about getting actors who look like them. You're getting actors who look like them as kids. Exactly. And it can be, you know, anyone. It, it, the body double for Mr. Miyagi, I got the point. I knew that was supposed to be him. That guy didn't scream Pat Morita to me. But I was so into the story and so into the presentation of it, and so into Daniel's memories, the way they were being presented, that it didn't bother me. Oh, yeah. Me neither. I, I Matter of fact, I love the, the shot, the framing of it. Oh, you know, it's just beautiful. And side. F- fading from Mr. Miyagi into Daniel standing, looking, ah, oh, It's yeah. beautiful. But again, the point that they're trying to reinforce is that this is Mr. LaRusso. This is not Mr. Miyagi. He is completely Mr. L. different. Right. Some, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, L. <laughs> um, it, it, a little bit too much Mr. C for me. You know, <laughs> let's get away from the happy days thing because of the whole shark jumping. Mm. But it, just the idea of Daniel. The second movie drove home to me and to millions of people. Daniel was not just Mr. Miyagi's student. He was his son. He took his son's place at his father's funeral. He went second, putting the lantern in the water. Mm -hmm. This is not a culture Daniel is appropriating. This is a culture Daniel was raised to be part of. Mr. Miyagi gave this to him 
not because he's this white kid who needs it. He gave it to him because he wanted to. And there's something, and this is the part about the next Karate Kid that has always bugged me, is that it kind of minimized this. There's something about Daniel that Mr. Miyagi really, really connected with. And I think that's what Daniel needs to go back and find. Is that part of himself that he maybe left there? That Mr. Miyagi saw and recognized and loved and elevated to his child rather than his just his student. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Now, I guess the only other thing uh, that we haven't really discussed, and we'll keep it brief, but Daniel goes to Okinawa, does what he needs to do. We see who we see. Does he come back once, like, mission accomplished? Is that, is that it? Is it easy as that? Tom? I honestly don't know what the mission is. So, I mean, that's kind of a hard question to answer. Uh, right. I mean, it could be the funeral of uh, Sato or someone else. I mean, I mean, we it, we don't know enough uh, background to really answer that question yet, do we? No, no, not at all. For myself, I've had this line running in my head. And, and as a self-confessed fanfic writer, I've been trying to find a way to use it for over a year now. Somewhere between the child Daniel was and the man he became, he lost the person he was supposed to be. So in Okinawa, I want to see Daniel find the man he wanted to be, that he was supposed to be, and that Mr. Miyagi knew he would one day be. Mm. Hmm. I like that. I wonder if they're going to be able to get their hands on some different angles, you know, uh, some footage of Karate Kid Part 2 that we haven't seen, kind of like they did with the first movie. Oh, I, I would assume they have it. I mean, we have publicity stills that were shot from different angles than we saw on the screen. Right. So, and then there are scenes in the in the book. Once again, there are scenes in the book that were in Cayman's script, that were in our, you know, in our RMK's script that were not in the finished product. So I'm hoping that they have some, but I'm not aware of any, like, you know, with the first movie, we've got the blueberry pie scene and we've got the death certificate scene. And we've got Dutch tackling Daniel and we know these exist. I've not heard of any of those for Karate Kid Part 2, but I hope they exist. Tom, do you have anything else as we uh, wrap up this episode? No, no, I think we've covered it all. Yeah. Uh, Brianna, how about you? You you got everything that you uh, had? Um, no, because <laughs> I could go on about this movie and the potential um, for hours and hours and hours, but I won't. But I'm looking forward to it. No matter what they give us, it's going to be brilliant, and I know that. And oh, I can't absolutely. wait to see it. Yeah, I, I'm going to suspend all of the disbeliefs just to get some some of this fan service. But I know, you know, it's important to them. At least I, I feel it is, you know, that everything makes sense. Uh, everything is natural in the storytelling. And that's something that they continue to say over and over. So uh, I think at the very least, we can expect that. Right. And I think they're going to find a way to tie this into Johnny some way or other, as bizarre as this may seem. Because one of the reasons, you know, when people have asked me in the past, oh, do you think Chosen will come back? Up until I found out that Daniel was actually going back. I was like, well, I'd love to see him, but I don't know how he'd fit. If Cobra Kai is Johnny and Daniel's story, 
what part does Okinawa play in Johnny's life? Mm -hmm. I'm looking very, very forward to seeing how they tie Daniel's past and Okinawa into Johnny's story. Because I guarantee they're going to do it. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, I think I think that'll do it for this episode. We just kind of wanted to do something a little fun. Hopefully, you know, we got you guys' uh, hamster wheel turning a little bit. You know, we do have a group. If you guys want to carry on this conversation, uh, we're also all on Twitter. Uh, that's another one. Uh, but Brianna, where can listeners find you on the social medias if they want to reach out to uh, and talk about some of your theories? Uh, to talk to me, I am on Twitter and Tumblr as Brianna25. I am on Facebook as Brianna Davidson because it won't let me have a number as a last name. Um, and then just for other things I have done, I'm on fanfiction.net, archive of our own, and YouTube as Brianna25. And Tom, do you do anything else that's not Cobra Kai related? Absolutely. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at The Drunken Dork. On Facebook, you can uh, find me on the little group that uh, I have to support my show. The group is called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. And I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> the group is called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. And the show is Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Uh, we are getting ready to release another episode this coming Sunday. And uh, we are also planning on recording again this Sunday. All right. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this episode will be out, but definitely hopefully uh, sooner than later. Uh, for me, I do host another podcast called Podstalgic, uh, where we mostly review retro movies. And I think lately it's been mostly uh, new releases, whether it's Netflix or theatrical releases. Um, but you can find me on Postalg or Twitter and Instagram at Postalgic. Uh, for our show, we do have a uh, Instagram. It is Cobra Kai Podcast, and also on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod. Now we talk about our little group page, uh, little group page that could, and I think we teased on the last episode that we are looking at a name change. Well, it's not going to change too much. Um, by the time you hear this, the change will be in effect. So now our group page will be www.cobrakai.com slash companion podcast. And the words periods and slash are spelled out. So I'm getting cute with it, people. I love that so much. You know, just just now the fact that it's going to be a companion podcast, that's going to be easier for people to type in rather than TV, A, and B group. Um, because not many people, you know, know that we started off as a different podcast on a different podcast. As TV ate my brain. That's right. So, um, so there we go. Uh, a lot of words, but as always, it will be in the show notes to, you know, f- for you guys to spell it out easier. Um, but if I, I'd imagine if you just type in Cobra Kai Companion Podcast at this point, the group should also show up. So that's going to do it. I want to thank everybody for your guys' continued support. If you haven't done so, please consider leaving us an iTunes review. That does help out and um, kind of gives us a little bit of visibility You know, when you do a search for Cobra Kai. So that's going to do it. Thank you to uh, Brianna and Tom for joining me on this short notice for this bonus episode. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.